0: Bishop Phoebe Rowe of the Episcopal Diocese of West Tennessee, and welcome to Faithfully Memphis, our weekly show that broadcasts on WYXR 91.7 FM, live from Crosstown Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee. And each week we have the opportunity to interview an interesting guest to learn more about their life and their work, and also the role of faith in their work. So each uh, Thursday, we begin with a saint of the day. And earlier this week, we celebrated the feast day of Henry Martin. He was an English missionary who served in India and died in Armenia in 1812 when he was only 31 years old. Although Henry had a brief life, it was truly remarkable. He was educated at Cambridge University in England and fully intended on becoming a lawyer. But the priest at Holy Trinity Church in Cambridge inspired him to consider ordination and then to go to India as a missionary. So Henry traveled to Calcutta in 1806 as chaplain of the East India Company. During his five years in India, he preached the gospel He organized schools, and he founded churches. In addition to his work as a missionary, Henry is known for his wonderful um, ability with languages and translations. So he translated the New Testament and the Book of Common Prayer into Hindi, which was a valuable aid to the young Anglican church in India at that time. He also learned Persian and then translated the New Testament into that language. In 1811, Henry traveled to Persia and became the first English clergyman to the city of Shiraz. He engaged in lots of theological conversations with Muslims there, and he actually corrected his Persian translations based upon their input. His goal was to visit Arabia, and to translate the New Testament into Arabic. Wow, what a goal. But he was motivated uh, because he thought that the gospel of Jesus Christ would really spread if people throughout the world could read the Bible in their own native language. He was traveling to Constantinople in current-day Turkey in 1812, um, and on, during that trip, he actually died. Uh, the Christian Armenians of the city in Turkey buried him with the honors that they normally gave only to one of their own bishops. And he is remembered as one of the founders of the modern church in India and in Iran. So on this day, we give thanks for the life of Henry Martin, um, a man who sort of went to college with one goal in mind, but because of his relationship with a priest Uh, pursued ordination, and actually allowed the gospel to spread in places far and wide because he devoted all of his talents and abilities to translating the Bible into other languages. So we are broadcasting from WYXR 91.7 FM here in Memphis, and um, they just finished a a major campaign to raise money for this station and they made a 100% of their goal. So thanks to everyone who contributed and it's never too late to give. Just go to wyxr.org if you would like to support this station. So this morning I'm very happy to introduce Elizabeth Ennis uh, who is Senior Development Manager for the American Cancer Society here in Memphis and she Coordinates many programs, including Real Men Wear Pink in Memphis. So the American Cancer Society is a nationwide community-based voluntary health organization dedicated to eliminating cancer as a major health problem. Their headquarters are located in Atlanta, but they certainly have regional and local offices throughout the country to ensure that they have a presence in every community. And Elizabeth is here with us in the Memphis office. So Elizabeth, welcome to Faithfully Memphis. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Great. So I understand that you're a native Memphian. Can you share a little bit about what it was like to grow up in Memphis?
1: Absolutely. So, yes, I'm born and raised. um, I grew up in Midtown, um, and I love this area so much. Uh, My mother um, moved here from Kentucky. My father moved here from North Carolina um, and was part of the Navy, and they met and had um, myself and my two younger brothers, and so we've been here our whole lives. Um, We moved out to Carterville about you know, when I was 12 years old. And so I've kind of been all over this city. But um, I love so much about what Memphis is, um, the people of Memphis, um, you know, how we uh, support each other here in Mm -hmm. Memphis. And so it's um, happy to be a Memphian.
0: Great. And I understand that you have a connection to the Episcopal Church because at one time you were a student at Grace St. Luke's School. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Yes, I was at Grace St. Luke's from um three to 12 years old (laughs)
0: wow and that school is still going strong and doing well
1: they are we actually had a little mini um reunion the other night so it's great to see everyone
0: wonderful so you know when i think about cancer i think just about everybody has been impacted by cancer um if not personally then knowing a family member or friend i looked up some statistics and learned that one in three people will be diagnosed with some sort of cancer in their lifetime so i wondered um if you could tell me some of the things that the american cancer society is focused on here in shelby county to assist folks who are struggling with this disease
1: Absolutely. So we actually have several programs and services um, here locally that we offer um, for patrons of Memphis and for Mm -hmm. people that are traveling into Memphis to receive treatment. Um, Things like our Harris Hope Lodge, which is located right next to Sun Studio on Union Avenue. Um, We house uh, cancer patients traveling to Memphis to receive their treatment. They can stay with us at any point during their cancer journey for free. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of provides that home away from home for them while they're going through that uh, that treatment we have a program that offers free rides to treatment, um, for, you know, Shelby County residents that, you know, may not have the support system that others may have, might need a a ride to a a consultation appointment or a follow-up. And, um, we can, we can provide that. We have a huge base of volunteers that help Hmm. us manage that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, a lot of things we're doing doing there. Um, but there's just so many other things that we do to, Mm -hmm. to help people as they're going through those journeys.
0: Wow. So I know one of the things that, um, you're really involved with right now is the Real Men Wear Pink. And I understand that this is the seventh year of this program. So what does this involve? So
1: Roman we're pink, um, is such a fun campaign. It's, um, it got started as a way to get men more involved in the fight against breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, breast cancer is primarily known as a women's disease. Mm -hmm. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. Uh, but it also impacts men as well. Uh, one in three men might be diagnosed Mm. with uh, breast cancer in their lifetime. So it's a disease that, um, again, you know, mostly is associated with the color pink, Mm -hmm. Um, and so, men wanted to help their, the women in their lives, um, fight back and were unable, unsure of of how to do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, they actually got started in in the Jackson, Tennessee area, um, brought to Memphis seven years ago. Um, and it's a way for men to get involved by wearing pink and starting those conversations. You know, Mm. if you see someone out, you see a guy out and he's wearing pink for 30 days in a row, you're probably going to (laughs) ask, you know, what's going on? Why are you wearing so much pink? And so, it starts that conversation. It starts the um, the opportunity for them to share, you know, the information that they know and, and get from uh, mm-hmm. people like me to kind of share out, um, spreading awareness about, you know, making sure that the women in their lives get screened for their, um, their get their mammograms mm-hmm. or they get their cancer screenings. And so um, they do that. And then obviously on top of that, they help raise money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that money that they raise goes towards, you know, breast cancer research, it goes for the, towards those local programs and services. And so it's just a really cool oppor- uh, opportunity for men to be involved in the fight against breast cancer. So
0: is it taking place during the month of October?
1: It does. Um, it kicked off um, for us locally uh, at the end of September. We had okay. a big reveal party, mm-hmm. um, but it runs, you know, October 1st, through November 1st um, nationally. So mm-hmm. For us, it's a kind of a we know that men like to compete a little bit, <laughs> yep. um, so we like to we like to lean in on that and see if they can compete to see who can raise the most money. Got it. Uh, here locally, we we reach out um, all year long and and recruit distinguished men um, prominent men in the memphis area to be a part of it to use their networks and Got it kind of spread that awareness and so um, at the end of september we kind of brought them together we hosted a big reveal party and revealed our 2021 class mm-hmm. to the public and to our media partners and just kind of said all right guys like get out there wear that pink start spreading awareness and and see what you can do to make a difference
0: you know i think the nfl has gotten into that too because i've seen um during the month of october in normal years, I'm not sure about this year, you know, some of the players having pink or different things on.
1: Yeah. So actually, we, um, the American Cancer Society has partnered with the NFL oh, yeah. um, through a program called Crucial Catch. Mm-hmm. And they do. They they wear pink, you know, all month of October. Mm-hmm. Um, they work with, you know, different... Um, sports programs, especially football programs Mm -hmm. um, throughout the country with high schools and colleges and stuff like that. And so, yeah, they're, they're a huge partner for us. Um, You know, there's millions of people watching the the NFL games and seeing that they're wearing pink and seeing that they're kind of sharing that message with us. So that's exciting.
0: That's great. So what are some of the other initiatives that the American Cancer Society is handling here in the Memphis area?
1: Yeah. So, um, this year we also launched a, um, a new program, um, directly focused on health equity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the big things that we face is making sure that when patients are diagnosed, um, it shouldn't matter, you know, what part of town you live in. It shouldn't matter the color of your skin. It shouldn't matter how much money you make. You know, we're really leaning in and focusing on finding ways to make sure that anybody that gets diagnosed with cancer, you know, has the same opportunities and the same abilities to treat it in the best way. Mm -hmm. So, really leaning in on, on health equity. Um, you know, we, obviously we have research mm-hmm. um, across the nation. Um, we actually have, um, I think it's $12.5 million invested right now mm. here in Memphis, mm-hmm. um, through, you know, St. Jude, um, does a lot of work with yep. us, uh, UT health science center. Um, and so just making sure that we can make a difference, um, you know, across the nation with what we're doing for the American Cancer Society, but making sure that people know what we're doing here in Memphis is right. huge as well. Um, like I said, health equity is a is a mm-hmm. huge factor for us and um, especially in Memphis, you know? And so we want to make sure that we can provide as many opportunities, as many resources as we can.
0: hmm Are there any other sort of activities or functions coming up that the public could get involved in if they want to learn more about what you guys are doing?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we actually just had our big um, Making Strides Against Breast Cancer walk. Mm -hmm. It was this past Sunday out at Tiger Lane. Um, It was a beautiful day. Yeah, the weather was gorgeous last weekend. It was perfect. Um, And we had about 4,000 walkers that came out. You know, we were really unsure of what to expect, you know, people, um, are people still hesitant with COVID? Right. Um, but we also know that people wanna get out and they wanna mm-hmm. show their support. So it was really beautiful. Um, you know, we work with a lot of uh, corporate partners around Memphis. We also work with the, the Zeta Tau Alphas at um, Christian Brothers in Arkansas State, mm-hmm. um, and they came out and provided a really beautiful survivor experience for mm. all of our survivors. Um, they did a really beautiful butterfly release before kind of oh, kicking wow. off the walk, so that was exciting. Um, we just had our Relay for Life events um, that, um, you know, is one of those events where you know, we celebrate survivors, we celebrate mm-hmm. caregivers, um, and, and, and honor those people that have, um, passed from cancer of all types. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that at Shelby Farms a couple weeks ago. And then coming up in November, we have a big, um, we're calling it our hope gala breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a gala that we typically put on, um, this year, we're kind of shifting things a little bit and I'm hosting a breakfast for people to come and, really learn about what the Hope Lodge is and what it does and how we can provide, um, help to, to people going through that cancer Mm -hmm. journey. So, um, it's coming up in November. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we've always got something going on. Um, we're trying to find different ways to just get everybody involved Mm -hmm. because we know that everybody, um, most everybody has been impacted by cancer in some way and we know it's not all, you know, breast cancer so we we lean into that but obviously october um being what it is Mm -hmm. is as that's the focus this month
0: wow so you know cancer is such a scary topic i would imagine that anybody who gets that diagnosis um regardless of how things turn out it probably is a defining moment in your life and so i wonder um how does your faith or um you know the things that you believe in how does that kind of play into your work and what even drew you to this work in the first place
1: well um you know i just really knew that i wanted to be something Uh, part of something for the greater good. You know, I wanted to lean in and be a part of something um, where I was making a difference in the work that I was doing every day. And I really do feel like I am doing that now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not someone that has uh, a direct story. I don't, I don't have a cancer story. I don't have a, um, a direct impact. My, Mm -hmm. my grandmother, um, had cancer, um, But it was something that it was so long ago when I was a child, I never realized it until later in life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, doing what we do now, meeting so many people that have been touched, that have gone through a cancer journey on their own, have lost somebody. It's very, um, it's very interesting to hear, you know, how they lean in on on their faith Mm -hmm. and what matters to them. And, um, you know, being able to see that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just kind of keep pushing keep praying keep Mm -hmm. doing what we can do to to make it to that next step of getting through that journey or you know just kind of processing what we've been through Mm -hmm. um, is something that um, I've learned a lot about yeah and so yeah
0: so it sounds like that this job has actually been a learning for you not only are you uh, sharing information with others and helping them learn but that you're learning as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm learning every, new things every, every day. day. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now you did mention um the Hope Lodge and I wondered are there opportunities if any of the listeners would like to volunteer? What sorts of volunteer opportunities are available either at the Hope Lodge or with any of your initiatives?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right now with our Hope Lodge, obviously we're under um, kind of some some stricter restrictions right. because of COVID, COVID. Right. Right. Um, that limits us a lot right. um, on volunteer opportunities. We in years past, um, it's always been a really great uh, way for people to come in, um, you know, tour the the Hope Lodge, um, provide a meal mm-hmm. or provide an experience, you know, because, again, when people come into um, into Memphis to receive that treatment, they're staying at the Hope Lodge with us you know, when they're going through treatment, they're typically not really up for getting out and going to find dinner or or whatnot or going to do things. So we would have groups that would come in and, um, you know, provide that meal Mm -hmm. and provide a game night or a movie night or um, Mm -hmm. around Christmas. Um, and we're, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out this year, but we would have, you know, trees decorated all over the house just to kind of get people in that Christmas spirit and things like that. Um, one big way that we at can ask, um, you know, Memphians or people to get involved is, you know, we operate, we run and operate basically like a hotel. So, you know, things Mm. that you would use, toilet paper, um, coffee, creamer, Mm. things like that. We are looking for donations. Um, you know, anything that you would typically use at home, um, our patients use while they're here because Mm -hmm. it is that home away from home experience. And so, you know, any kind of donations that people want, we, we, um, would love to have them dropped off at the Hope Lodge, if they can, Um, we've had some organizations that have done some big um, drives for us Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, brought in some supplies, but that's a big way. And Mm -hmm. then obviously as we move through the year, um, you know, we don't have a ton of events left in 2021, but in 2022, we will pick them back up again and Mm -hmm. we'll definitely uh, need volunteers to help us pull those events off.
0: Got it. So is there like a volunteer coordinator or someone with the American Cancer Society who helps coordinate all that stuff?
1: um not necessarily Mm -hmm. we actually uh, kind of manage those as development managers Mm -hmm. we manage our events and kind of manage those on our own got it um we have partnered with volunteer odyssey um, which is a local volunteer Mm -hmm. program and um, they've done a great job of helping us kind of get that message out of recruiting volunteers and so so yeah We lean on that in on that a lot. Yeah,
0: so if people were interested in learning more, is there a website or a phone number? How would they get in touch with you all?
1: So there is. So we have a website. Um, It's a national website, but it Mm -hmm. can be trickled down into searching for Memphis. Um, And it's Mm www.cancer.org. Pretty easy to remember. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also have a Facebook page, and it's um, you know uh, ACS Tennessee. Uh, We have a Memphis Strides uh, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Um, So just getting connected with us um, on the local social media platforms is probably the best way Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing I want to say kind of going back to that um, that website uh, not only is it an opportunity for people to go and you know look for volunteer opportunities Mm -hmm. or figure out what's going on in Memphis and get involved that way um, but that is also one of our biggest resources that we have um, for anybody to use Mm -hmm. you know that has any kind of questions um, we have that and we have our our hotline um so cancer.org has a wealth of information if anybody has any sort of questions about um just any kind of cancer mm-hmm. diagnosis treatment clinical studies that are going on around the country things like that they can go visit that website and then um the hotline which is 1-800-227-2345 is uh, a really great resource you know if you have a question at 2 a.m. on Christmas morning and you want to call and ask a question about insurance you can do that there'll hmm. be somebody there so to it's talk 24 to hours
0: a day 24 wow. 7
1: 365 yeah. oh wow so, so give
0: the number again please it's 1-800-227-2345
1: well
0: wow, that's a great resource yeah. I didn't know that you all provided that
1: yes and it's it's come in handy you know just just again questions of hey I've I have a question about my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want more detail about this, or I'm not sure how to file this insurance claim, or, you know, I'm looking for this resource. Can you help me get connected? Huge, huge mm-hmm. um, tool that we highly um, promote out to, to people.
0: Wow, that's great. So you, um, we've mentioned COVID a couple of times, and I would imagine that that's really had an impact on how you all have done business over the past year, but it sounds like you have a really great social media Um, strategy is that an important part of how you all spread the word about the activities and things you're involved in
1: it definitely is and obviously social media is such a big thing especially now yeah you know uh, just between you know, Facebook and getting out, um, messages about our events, um, promoting our events. We also share information just about, um, you know, cancer screenings, um, in Mm -hmm. general, or, um, you know, new, new research studies that pop up and things like that. So it is a, a great way to, um, to kind of follow along and see what we're doing, um, but yeah, I mean, we've even leaked over into to TikTok and all that, and so I'm, I'm one of those elder millennials that still isn't quite sure of how to use TikTok. You know, watch the videos, nope. but um, but we're on there and we're wow. sharing information, and obviously, you know, a lot of times people kind of associate cancer with being something that affects the older generation right? or right. obviously here in Memphis that people know St. Jude. So it's, it's a very right. young, they don't think about people that are, you know, our age and they're mm-hmm. mid twenties and thirties and, and whatnot. And so, um, social media is one of those ways to kind of really engage mm-hmm. those people and, and make them aware too, that cancer affects everybody, right? you know? And so how can we, how can we make that, um, relatable to, anybody and everybody and Mm -hmm. and, and the best way to to get that information out there and the best way to get involved in events that we do to raise that money and Mm -hmm. awareness and things like that so social media is our friend these days (laughs) yes i think
0: all of us are relying on social media a lot more than we ever thought (laughs) yeah so you know um when you think about everything that's happening in this world there are a lot of things to be discouraged about or sad about with covid and just the situation in the world and all the suffering and then cancer on top of it. So I wonder Elizabeth, what is it that gives you a sense of joy that keeps you, you know, positive and looking forward even though you're dealing with a lot of serious issues at work.
1: Yeah. Um it's a really great question. I it's just meeting people and hearing their story. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's going to have, you know, a positive outlook, especially if they've been diagnosed with cancer or have gone through something but there's so many people that I've met that are the most positive people that I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that are either currently battling cancer or have um, battled cancer. And it's just seeing their joy kind of leak out into everybody else and kind of feeling that, that positive vibe and wanting to just kind of be better in that and Mm -hmm. kind of help spread the word of keep pushing, keep going. It's going to be a, tomorrow's a new day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. You know, and, um, just, I don't know, feel, feeling that, that excitement of meeting new people and hearing their mm-hmm. stories and finding ways that I can potentially help them, mm-hmm. um, even if it's in the smallest way of just providing that that hotline number to them and Mm -hmm. saying, here's here's something to help you out. Um, That's something that really gives me joy and Mm. um, makes me love the work that I do.
0: Got it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, So what's one, like, thing that you have learned from uh, all these interactions with people that you think you'll really take to heart and continue to use in your own journey?
1: That's... I would say, you know, just meeting people and understanding that, like I said, cancer Mm -hmm. impacts everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, um, realizing that there are so many different types of journeys. Mm -hmm. There are so many different ways to treat things. There are so many different um, opportunities for people to you know, find what works for them and, and kind of move on with mm-hmm. that, um, is something that has definitely been an experience just because, mm-hmm. you know, I, again, I, I wasn't impacted right. by cancer. So I didn't know, I just thought you get diagnosed with cancer, you go through chemo, you mm-hmm. move on and that's not true. There's so many different mm-hmm. um, ways to treat things. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm learning something every day yeah. with this position yeah. and, um, it's been a really great experience, mm-hmm. really great opportunity. Um, Again, the work that we do nationally is huge, Mm -hmm. but realizing the impact that we have here in Memphis alone is very cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's a good reminder, regardless of whatever obstacle it is we're confronting, whether it's cancer or something that doesn't have to do with health at all, there might be more avenues or more resources or more ways of finding a solution than we initially think. So maybe it's about being open, Mm -hmm. to some unexpected pathways that might get us to a better place tomorrow than we are today
1: yeah absolutely
0: wow well Elizabeth thank you so much for being part of the show today and we really hope that the listeners will check out the website for the American Cancer Society um, uh, to learn more about what the organization is doing here in Shelby County and also to call that one eight hundred or the the toll free hotline, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. If you do happen to be dealing with cancer,
1: absolutely. And if you and if you're interested to see who's part of this year's class of the yes. no or Pink um, candidates, um, definitely check them out. It's at. Uh, RealMenWe'rePinkACS.org slash Memphis um, We've got, there's a lot of uh, really great guys that, you know, you might know that are on there that are raising money. So if you feel inclined to go and check it out and donate, then we definitely encourage that.
0: Great. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. So I wanted to actually share um, a few upcoming things that are happening that may be of interest to the community. The first thing is that for those of you here in Shelby County, did you know that approximately 400 Memphians are buried at Winchester Park, which is located just a few blocks from St. Mary's Cathedral, uh, which is located at 700 Poplar Avenue. So on October the 31st at 4 p.m., members of the cathedral are going to meet at Winchester Park. They're going to actually do a brief service to commemorate the citizens who are still buried there. And there will also be a trunk or treat event for neighborhood children, and that will take place from 4 to 5.30 on October the 31st. The second event that I would like to make you aware of is something that is happening right here at Crosstown Concourse. On November the 2nd at 5 p.m. there will be an interfaith COVID-19 memorial service. Uh, This will be an opportunity to reflect and remember all of those who have died uh, to COVID here in Shelby County and it will be open to the public at the Plaza at Crosstown Concourse again on November the 2nd at 5 p.m. So we encourage you to participate in that. The other thing is that the Barth House Ministry at the University of Memphis on Patterson Avenue uh, is having a number of things every Thursday evening, there is yoga outside on the grass at 6 pm. And on Thursday, October the 28th at 7 pm, there will be um, a series of films shown, followed by a discussion on the theme of death or the afterlife. And again, that event will be Thursday, October the 28th from 7 to 9 p.m. And that is open to the public, as is the yoga that is offered on Thursday evenings at Barth House. And... And it's all free. And finally, uh, for those of you getting ready for um, the holiday season, uh, and I know this year will probably be a little different than last year because I didn't really go out shopping for presents last year. I think I just did gift cards and things like that. But the Barth House Ministry at the University of Memphis is actually going to have an arts market on Saturday, December the 4th, uh, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's a day-long Uh, outdoor COVID safe activity with shopping as well as local artists and food and music. So if you are looking for gifts for the holiday season, consider coming out to Barth House on Saturday, December the 4th for some shopping. Um, We thank you for tuning in to this week's program. As you know, Faithfully Memphis is broadcast on all the places that you normally listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Music. So we hope that you will listen to us on those platforms and also follow us or like us. We love to get comments and feedback about the show. Um, And so until next Thursday, my sisters and brothers, stay safe and stay positive.